All right. What is up, Brianna? What's up? Hi. Today I have Brianna Stevens. Brianna is one of my closest friends. I've known her since eighth grade, technically seventh grade. Yeah, but debatable. You know, yeah, because you know. I don't remember a single exactly. time of It's okay, I've not heard her anything. No, yeah, we met in eighth grade. We didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. That's what she'll say. Uh, very excited to have Brianna on. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Brianna is also a YouTube sensation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> she does a lot of music on YouTube. Household name for sure. Household name such as <laughs> Brasma. Mm-hmm. So, my first question is I mm. wanted to ask, how's. YouTube and go. How's YouTube? Sorry. (laughs) How's YouTube been going? And Mm. uh, how did Brasma get started? YouTube, honestly, has been going all right. Um, You know, I've been, as you know, because I talk to you all the time, uh, I grind a bunch on stuff, like on a bunch of projects, like way too many projects at the same time. Um, So things are going all right. Uh, Honestly, I've got some cool things going. and I don't know, things are flowing well. I'm feeling good right now with the stuff I'm, I'm creating. So uh, I'm feeling great. And, and numbers are uh, lower than they've ever been. Uh, no, <laughs> Not that they've ever been. No, no, no yeah, okay. actually, technically. Yeah. No, but no, honestly, I'm having a good time with it. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's going pretty good right now. Um, Brasma started uh, around, I think, freshman year. If you, I mean, yeah. like looking at the channel, it has this thing where it's like, Started in like, you know, second grade when you created the channel. No, it's like I started posting um, like my freshman year and I really wanted to do uh, gaming videos because yeah, I watched. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I. Um, also, I'm going to move the bike back a bit. Oh, cool. No problem. No problem. But keep going. Okay. But, um, I, you know, I, I was like, I watched a lot of people that did gaming videos, right? So I was like. You know, it's freshman year, the year of new me. I'm going to do <laughs> the gaming year of videos. New me. The, the, yeah. the, the era of new me. No, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to go into my garage and on my um, laptop record. You did it in your garage? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Because it was, like, it the, like, it was like the only place I could like make sure people wouldn't like walk in or buy. Uh. You know, people would walk into my room or just like, you know, like walk by and start like yelling and stuff like So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go in the really <laughs> stuffy garage and melt my face away and record oh, some yeah. gaming videos. Vegas. Uh, yeah, and I, I remember I the first thing I posted was a gameplay of like this random game <laughs> called The Hamburger Man, which was like this Slender Man rip that was so well i was so confused <laughs> when you posted that like it, right. i already did you you like beat hard mode baby or all no. so yeah it's like it got like two modes and it was like uh, yeah it's a slender man but like with a giant buff guy just slowly yeah. running at you just dude, the most a scary animation dude honestly it was it was scary it was super scary for no reason and i don't know it was fun it was fun i i recorded then like another like horror game thing for like two episodes and i was like you know this just isn't the path for me i'm not i'm not good enough at games i'm not feeling this one um so i was like you know what i've watched people that do skits on youtube all the time you know like nigahiga smosh you know all those ones i was really big into that stuff classic the classics yeah and you know so i essentially was like okay you Freshman year, halfway through the year, new me. I'm gonna start change it up again. And, hey, we change, we change. You know, and so I went and did. Uh, I went and did some skits, uh, a lot of skits, uh, most of which I pretty much regret. But you know, it's are they still, still on the channel? Uh, they're unlisted, but they're in a playlist. So, gotcha. uh, no, honestly, I think they were good for what I, you know I was. Um, 
at. And I don't know. I just, I just felt like I just wanted to do something. You know, I, my hobbies were like playing games, and um, that was it. That was that was such a way I did. So I was like, I just want to do something that you know. I watched, I, I watched a lot of people do skits online. So I thought, I don't know, it'd be fun to do those myself. And I yeah. did them, but like you know. Costco brand, so I yeah, not the Adventures of Brasma. Remember that? That was that was fun. Uh, I'm no, still waiting on the I, next part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, I I went and did like this. You know, uh, it's funny because it's kind of like a rip off of another thing I saw. Like, oh, is it? It's five years ago. Damn, yeah. you just be plagiarizing. No, kid, I huh? I love to just oh, take people's ideas. No, no, <laughs> no essentially, it's like yeah. There's like this series I saw like five or six years before where someone made this like animated series where. They just did, they made this guy just do a thing and they're like, what is he going to do next? He ate his sandwich. What is he do next in the next episode? And I was like, I, was, yeah. I like that. And now I'm doing that. No, but it's like, I don't know. Just like make it a little more like, I you know. Your microwave. It was like a character, right? Uh, talked, yeah. Talked a bit. Yeah. Good times. No, um, I think the problem back then though is I, I had a lot of ideas I want to do. Like I really yeah. um, just wanted to go forward to something, but nothing stuck, you know? Like, I went and did a bunch of different kinds of things, you know. I just started doing skits, and I started doing, like, the Adventures of Brasma, and I yeah. did, um, like, Food Cure. And well, that's pretty, that's, I feel like that's a good strategy, though. I feel, right. I heard that's what Mr. Beast did. He jarred, like, all types of different things at first and just found what kind of stuck. And I think, I think, yeah, <laughs> I, I think the problem with that time was, like, nothing stuck. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, it was good that I was, like, trying out different things, you know, to feel out, like, what kind of content I liked. But I think the problem I reached like after I did all that stuff was I was like, wow, I just, nothing I'm doing. I like, I just, you know, it's like, I like certain things about them. There's some videos yeah. I look back on. Like, you know, I had fun editing that or I, I had fun filming that. Um, but I don't know. I never like, I, when I looked back at, you know, what I did and I was like, I really don't want to do this for like the next couple of months. I just kind of want to choose something else. Damn. Yeah. I thought the adventures of Brad was It was fucking, that was fun. That was Wait, fun. so yeah. do you think, do you think that, trying all these different things though kind of helped you become more solidified when you eventually did decide to do music because you had experience doing other things and realized you didn't like it as much i think i think in a way you know well it i think the good part about what i did because i i don't know i have them unlisted you know just because i'm yeah. doing music now and but uh, there are some things where i'm like wow i just don't think that's funny i'm like and it is <laughs> but but i think the good part about what was happening there was i was trying to do different things i was trying to like go out and do what i wanted to do you know um even though i didn't know exactly what i wanted to do yet just going and doing it you know that that start really helped me want to continue just you know you know screw it i want to do something i'm gonna just go do it you know there are some times where it failed there's like a one time where I was like, I'm going to do this super cool idea where I get a bunch of friends together and we're all going to have cameras and we're going to go play tag in this park. I was one of those guys. Be, yeah, yeah. It's like, this is going to be such a cool idea. It's going like, to have like such like epic music and it's going to be so fun. And it was like the most embarrassing. Dude, everyone got so tired right away. They're like, why the fuck are we doing it was so it, it was so funny because essentially, yeah, we, we, we just all met at this park and I could tell like half the people were like, I don't know what we're doing. It's like, okay. It's like, all right. 
we're all gonna like record on our phones and we're just gonna like we're just gonna do tap we're gonna have this whole part we could run around, you know? And it's gonna be crazy. it's gonna be so fun. The editing's gonna be so fun. And then literally and then we're editing's like, gonna be Yeah. You have like eight different angles of like just people running. It's just between different camera angles. That's gonna be so crazy. Um but no, after you know, then we started and then yeah, like Five minutes after, half the people are like, yo, I'm tired. <laughs> this, this, I don't like running. Because, yeah, I invited like a bunch of people who just stay inside all the time. To so, be fair, like, I feel like it was also just the middle of the summer. At least. Oh, yeah. It was just hot. It was a not good idea. It was... It was <laughs> hey, but, but the fact that you tried it, that's good. But that's what I'm getting at. You know, yeah. I, I went and tried and doing doing things. I, it led to some embarrassing moments, you know. But that's also like embarrassing moments also are growing moments, you yeah. know. And so, yeah, I think doing those different things and really just trying out stuff did help me get to where, you know, when I have ideas about music that I want to post or like different things, I just go and do it and I go and yeah. post it, you know? Yeah, along that line, because I wanted to ask, yeah. a lot of people, maybe they're in high school, right, want to start a YouTube channel, right? but they're nervous just because, like, what if their videos are cringy and shit and then, you know, you got all your high school friends or right. acquaintances watching it. So did you feel that at all when you first started your channel? And like, how did you kind of push through that if you did feel it? So, yeah. Well, because, like, when I started, um, you know, I, I, I remember when I started doing the, like, gaming stuff or, like, skit stuff, I was, like, in the freshman classes. I, I remember just going up to people and, like, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Like, the other day I was, just, you know, filming some YouTube stuff. It was, you know, it was fun. And just, like, it's like, oh, you YouTube's like, oh, yeah, it's just... It's nothing. It's just Brasma. It's nothing. No, please go. Please subscribe. I'm at 20. I need 21. Please. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, but um, it was definitely a little bit awkward because there's – I never truly knew, but there's, like, always a feeling where, you know, you're doing stuff that's kind of, like, you know – abnormal you know like when you're doing skits it's like a really vulnerable thing where you're like trying to do comedy and if the comedy doesn't hit and i'm telling you yeah. i don't think my comedy really <laughs> at that time at least i didn't feel like really solid comedy is scary to do it's so scary yeah. i didn't realize like going into it doing skits is horrendously difficult because you know like having a funny idea in your head is one thing but like actually like having the joke hit you know and then really have that go and like have all the editing and the timing yeah. of it it's just it's so much and um yeah i had there's a certain point where i started to feel like um when people would talk you know like i would talk about that stuff it started to become less of like oh the channel it's like oh yeah it's yeah it's brasby it's brasby oh yeah people started calling you it really you got a bit of a fan base I, at school it was kind of it was fun but also the same time i mean <laughs> they gave you something like i had family members literally that would only call me brasma for like oh family members literally like there was like That's a chunk of time where it's just like you know go to like family dinners it's like oh my gosh what's up brasma i'm like it's yeah, not okay but but um, that's not okay <laughs> no but um i don't know i i do think it's really hard to do stuff like that early on because you have all of these people around you that you know around high school you're start, starting to also trying to build like friendships and connections and you're trying to get used yeah. to who you are and you know having alongside that really having an exposed part of yourself you know doing content and like entertainment it can be difficult because sometimes people can be like at around that age kind of can be ruthless you know yeah it's well i also feel like like in high school right yeah there's like these popular people right and oh, they yeah. have something like like they think things are cool and certain things aren't cool or certain things are like cringe shit like that right, right. so when you're at school and that's like kind of the popular thing, right? Mm -hmm. 
you might make a YouTube video that has certain comedy or something that doesn't fit that. So you might be discouraged because like that's the only world you know really when you're in high school. Right. But like you don't know that there's potentially a whole community of people online that would find your shit funny as hell. It just doesn't happen to be the main funny thing at your high school. You know, I I, I, like as I went along, I kind of started like trying to get through the mindset of like what I do, the people I'm around – you know, at the very least, you know, maybe be the supportive people, they can enjoy my content or whatever. But, you know, the people that I'm around, they, you know, aren't guaranteed to like what I do or laugh at what I, the jokes I tell. But, like, the content that you put out there, there's someone in the world that's bound to like what you do. You yeah. know, like, there's a joke that's with someone in the world, it's going to land, you know? Yes. And there's an audience for anything. So, I don't know. I started to kind of, like, you know, when I was doing more skit stuff in the latter half of it, it kind of started to get more that mind that mindset where, you know, I want to make skits for, you know, people that I knew and, you know, I thought it'd be funny to share. But at the same time, you know, I, I try to like focus less about the pains of the people that I go to school with because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not trying to like impress or like the content isn't for the random people I see at school, like in my random, yeah. you know, chem class, you know, it's, it's just, <laughs> You know, he just advertising Brasma. I did, I did. I was so, <laughs> I was so shameless, and I, I I shouldn't have been. <laughs> so I hold on, teacher. I just got an announcement today. Okay, it was so funny. Actually, one I think one time in chemistry. Well, first off, I think it was sophomore year, my chemistry class. Uh, my teacher did not like me nor Aww. our side of the class because we would we, we were close actually. We, we talked a lot, and there'd be times where I'm like. Oh my god! And as I started to do music stuff around that time a little bit, and I'd be like, and just like, oh my gosh, what is this music thing? And then you know, did you walk by like, what are you guys? I'm doing a lecture. Like, can you save that to the end of the class? It's like, damn, right. shameless promotion, right there, <laughs> dude. I mean, hey, like ten extra subs is ten extra subs, you know? <laughs> it's just hard. But um, mm. yeah, I, I think all in all, I starting content super young, uh, or no, I didn't start super young, but rel- relatively early. It's just, it comes with its challenges. But I also say it's super rewarding because when you start, you know, younger, you know, by the time you get to the point where, like, you're in college or, you know, you're yeah. away from those groups of people, you already have, like, a set of knowledge and a set of skills, you know, that you've got built, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting how you're talking about, like, you're kind of making the content for your community and the people that like right. your stuff rather than just random people at high school. Because right. I was thinking about with this podcast, right? Because in the in the past, I wanted to start a podcast, but I'm like, you know, how am I supposed to compete? You know, there's like, I think there's over like a million podcasts now, right? Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about more because, you know, content creation is a lot more, I don't know if this is the right word, like democratized where mm-hmm. anyone can do it, right? right. <laughs> so I feel like I'm not necessarily, I'm, I'm not necessarily trying to become like the most popular podcast or anything, but I feel like it's actually because so much people have access to content now, it's, I feel like it's a little easier to like, it's still hard. Right. But I think it's a little easier to get a community of people that like your stuff just Mm -hmm. because, because there's so much podcasts now, like, like, like people can find, find more like specific things to what they like rather than having to pick one of like the big dogs. Right. So if I can just be unique enough where I'm like the top thing that, or like, you know, the conversations I have are the things like the way people like it. Then I feel like I could build a community around that. I think with the niche of Strad content, <laughs> I think you, I think you might just. Well, do I that. appreciate it. Just the name Strad is. It's niche, just you know? <laughs> no. I, I think um, I know there there's, with content nowadays, you're absolutely right. Where it's like, there's a weird balance of like good and bad because with the 
crazy amounts of stuff that's out there. Yeah, it's really easy for like people that want your niche and stick to your niche of content. You know, it's like you're gonna get people that really like your stuff and are gonna be really dedicated because like, you know, there's no reason for them to stick by. There's like so many things out there for them to go for. So if they stick around, you know, they mean like they really like your type of content, you know, yeah. which is a good benefit. At the other hand, yeah, there is a severe competitive feeling sometimes because I don't know for me I'm already in like a somewhat niche category with the stuff I like doing right now where it's um like songs about like games or nerdy subjects you know that, well don't you, yeah. I, I remember you telling me you even work with the niches where right you'll try to find a maybe like a YouTube series or something that right. isn't extremely popular but maybe a little popular where you can create a song about it right and then because the niche is like not super popular, there's not a lot of songs in the oh, yeah. market about that YouTube series. So people that like that series will flock to your video, or more likely to find it at least. There's there's a whole strategy to like if there's a if there's a subject or something that people really like, and there's a community behind it, and they love like you know engagement. You know, like some of these. Uh, so the main example of that, like for for you know my content is um, Mandela Catalog, which is yes. the um, like horror series that I, I made a song about, which is uh, Oh Funny. And I think what really helped with that one, like really struck with that one is, dude, some of these communities, like that one, there's so much like, the people behind that um, community, they just, you know, fan art, you know, like all this stuff. Mm -hmm. They make like their own like fan content based off of it. They make like their own like, you know, like stories but with like different people from different universes, like they just get like super crazy <laughs> with it. And it's like, it's super interesting, but because there's such a community there that's super involved, you know, there's also, you know, when you're making content about content, it's yeah. something good to look at those small or, you know, well, relative, it's a pretty decently big community, but you know, relatively smaller communities where they love content about the thing they love. So, you know, I think what, when I posted the song about uh, the Mandela catalog, I think that has worked out because no one at that time really made an original song about it. There was not that much like music <coughs> content at the time. Um, and that one just kind of worked out. And, and um, it popped off, right? It, it kind of did. I, it was it was actually kind of cool because, um, I don't know, I've been, like I said, I, I've worked on my music so much, you know? And I always think of like strategies like, okay, so if I post this thing at this time, you know, it could, it could do good, but if I could put it off a little bit longer, it might just work because of this different, you know, factor. And I, I think things, I mean, overthink things quite a bit with that stuff. <laughs> but with that one, it just, you know, it really worked out and it was super cool because I, I'm always really passionate about like the original songs I do. I'm so, I, you know, I really dive into them. That one was just um, something that I just had a really fun idea for, you know, it's just yeah. different. Some, but um, and I just kind of went with it, and then how did how did you it. feel when it popped off? Because like real quick right. before this video, did anything like any of your other videos go get to this? Something. Oh, so um, there's this other game uh, called Deltarune, right? Which has a pretty big following. You know, I I'm you know one of those people that like follow this content. It's a really good game, and um, it's funny the day it came out. Uh, because because there's different chapters to it, but the second mm -hmm. chapter came out um, sometime in the middle of you know my first year of college, and this is at a point where I'm just making music like crazy. I'm like grinding things out. I'm working on a bunch of like homework assignments for music, and it's and so on my phone, you know, I go on YouTube all the time, and when I go on my phone and see like chapter two for Deltarune just came out, there was a Sunday, 
I vividly remember I jumped out of bed, went to my computer, went and like quote to the entire soundtrack, found like the song where I was this will perform the best if I do a remix of this. I made a remix that day, I made the video for that that day, what? and I posted the same day it came out, and that one got um, like 10k views. Oh, so you were like strategizing. I too. went for a... no, that was that was like um, that was one of those times where I was like, I just honed in, I was like, I want to do this it's gonna be so fun to do just get a project done in a day that'd be so fun wait so was that more or was the motivation like since chapter two just came out it was the perfect time it was both i mean like i thought it'd be super fun to like try and do this like really quick project get something done super fast or like really challenge myself as a creator but then also it's like i mean the funniest thing was people already had posted remixes of it when i was looking at it like people, oh, could, wow. like people were like, "All right, just gotta." Wait, just. real quick, how'd you decide that song would be the best to remix? It was well. I figured in game soundtracks, typically boss themes are really um, popular. You know, really. Well, because it's like, oh, it's like a climactic moment. You know. Oh, yeah. So That's I just kind of searched around in a soundtrack, and I found like it was one of like I think one of the last tracks, and it sounded like very epic. You know, I was like, I was just like, okay, I'm gonna assume this is the boss theme, and it seems like the most memorable out of the other themes. So I'm just gonna go for it, and I think that kind of strategy ended up working. I kind of it was kind of guesswork at that time because yeah. nothing. People were just starting to play the game, and I was like, okay, this is a boss theme, I guess, and just kind of yeah. go with it. And yeah, I mean, and it got you know that was the most used at that time I gotten, and it was from like in a single day, it was the most used I gotten on a video. You really? Know? Just because I just. How did that feel? It was super cool. It was like, it was the most, I've had really gratifying moments with like posting something, people loving it, you know, with different content I've done. But that was one of the most um, like just satisfying victories, like with one of my posts. Where it's like, I don't want to think of like all my my um, songs and remixes and all that as like, they're all like battling against others. But uh. at that moment, it felt like, you know, my strategizing and like my, my, um, my grinding and all that, it like paid off in that moment. Did it, just, did it make you feel like because part of it was I'm going to do this fast because yeah. this chapter just came out, did it make you right. feel like maybe I have more control over how good the video does, not just based on quality, but yeah. based on how I posted it? Because people stuff. were already like, you know, like searching up, you know, this song, this song, this song remix, you know, and I was like, you know, it, when that stuff is like at the height of its popularity, you know, even if you're thing, even if you're the most popular channel, or you know, you don't have like the greatest content per se. If you post something around that time, with there's like so many eyes watching that that topic, yeah. you're bound to get a good chunk of views just based off of you know people being interested, seeing different things. Uh, the song that I did a remix of, there's probably like at, like at least like 30, 50, 100 like different people that did remixes of it wow. in that like that week or month, you know, like. And it's crazy. I just, you know, I just really went for it, you know. Do you think in a situation like that, yeah. like I'm sure quality of song matters a lot, but do oh, you, yeah. how much do you think being like the first one there in a sense matters? Because let's say you're the right. first one to make a remix or second one and people are searching for this remix, right. you have less competition at the beginning and then I feel like the sooner you get found, it's like, you know, if people already get attached to that remix, maybe they won't look as much later on so there's like two levels of that kind of you know like engagement and like like how people go to your video because at that spike like i said you're just gonna get you're gonna get eyeballs no matter what the thing with that though is the quality does matter after the week you know <laughs> um where 
I don't know. I felt really good about, like, at that time, I actually felt really good about that remix. I could have mixed it or mastered it a little better, but at the time, I didn't really know much about that in the first place, and so I just kind of went with it, and I felt really proud of that one. And I think because it was, like, a decent enough remix, it was able to have some carryover after that spike. But the thing is, even people that, like, after, like, two weeks, you know, a month after that thing posted, and they're, you know, a really good channel, like, a really, you know, well-known channel, and they post a really good remix, you know, or rock cover or whatever, you know, they're still going to get good views. So, it's just, I think for smaller channels, it is very important to try and, you know, get that, you know, get in that spike, because it helps uh, you actually get in the limelight of, you know, Yeah, because if topic. you're bigger... Like, if you're a bigger channel, I'm assuming, oh, yeah. and you get in a bit later, like, there's already people waiting for you to post something. Exactly. Anyway, and, and right? like, you already have, like, a big community that's going to already watch it. So, if you get yeah. your community watching it, then it's going to get recommended <coughs> to people in general, and then it's just still going to work out. That's like how, um, with Oh Funny, um, there's no one really posted an original song about it for, like, a long time. Um, and then, like, there's, like, a really well-known uh, channel, Try Hard Ninja, that, you know, posted a song about it and it was super good and then it you know got like the same amount of views i had you know in like oh, wow. two weeks which is still like you know makes yeah. complete sense it's got a huge community but it's just like um you know that's why it's like yeah smaller channels really you know that's the time where sometimes the difference between like the amount of subscribers you subscribers you have doesn't exactly matter in that point of you know you know the topics you know hyped Okay, then based on that, I kind of have a two-parter question. Go for it. First off, so this idea of trying to make videos in like a timeline based on like what's popular and like what like games are being posted and stuff. Right. Do you feel like that ever constrains you in the sense that maybe you want to make a song about something else? Like maybe you want to make a Mario song or something, but you're like, it makes more sense to make a song about this since this is new and hip. Right. And then second, do you think assuming that might be a problem do you think if you're a bigger channel that problem goes away because you might have more freedom to just do whatever because you already have the community so i think that's a really good thing to bring up because uh so so the first part um i think when you're searching for topics like like, like my, my main thing is like really trying to search for topics that are you know doing well because that's you know like i said it's like the best way for me to stand out right now. But um, I think there's been times where I've got some stuff that I really do enjoy, some songs I really do like, you know, that I make, that I, I start to fall into the thing where it's like, I make an original song not based off anything, and then I'm like, well, you know, maybe I could push this to be about this topic, you know, if I just change up the words a little bit. And it's oh, like, interesting. But it's like, you know, and sometimes that's for the best, and sometimes that kind of like, ruins the point of the song and there's never been a point where it's like i put posted something that i didn't want to post or i didn't like but sometimes i start it it gets difficult because there's just there's things i like that aren't popular you know um and there's things i do make content about that aren't really that well known but sometimes it does conflict with things where i know if i post a certain subject at a certain time range it's gonna do decent you know and that sometimes it's brought not the best situations for, for me, you know? When I'm, have stuff I enjoy, but also have stuff I really want to push out, you know, to help my channel, sometimes it can be really conflicting, because it's like, I really like this song I'm making about this topic, but I also really love this other song I made just for fun, you know? I just made one day just, you know, cuz. 
Um, and I have a hard time posting like just purely original music right now, like about nothing. Because uh, it's like it, it feels at the point where I'm at. If I have a bigger following, maybe that original song would be able to get more attention. Or if it was tied to a subject, that song that I'm really passionate about, maybe more people will be able to be passionate about it too because there's going to be more people that end up seeing it. If I post something like that now, you know, it might not be able to be seen by that many people. So it gets a little bit conflicting. And, and it's not a great mindset. But, you know, I've been trying to get better about trying to adjust that for myself and trying to respect myself as just an artist and not like a content machine. Oh, I see. But yeah. on the second part of that, I think when you get to a certain point, I don't think, I don't think it ever becomes a thing where you stop making stuff that's somewhat relevant. You know, unless your unless your content and brand is you, like unless you are the content, then I feel like there's always like a little bit of pressure to post something about something that's you know somewhat relevant. Um, at the same time. When you've got a bigger audience and they like your content just for your content, yeah, you can kind of just, you know, you can post things that are going to be doing well, but also there's a little more leisure to just post things for fun, you know, or post things that you like just, you know, just because you like it. I feel like PewDiePie is the epitome of that where he literally (laughs) just reacts to shit now, whatever he wants. He went from like a, like a, a YouTube gamer like that went and played like the most popular games and like went to that to yeah. literally people make content about him <laughs> yeah. is... i remember he posted a video once he was like explaining different levels of the multiverse mm-hmm. and he was just like yeah i'm interested in it i want to see if i could explain it right and it's just so funny because this is the guy that was playing horror <laughs> games and now he's able to do that people will watch it you know because right. they just come for him at this point you know right no and i think that's like i think the smart thing about him is there's a certain point where as he got bigger, he started to shift his content into being not just what people want, but also what he wants. Yeah. And then that started to be more about him and his personality. And when you put your, more of yourself and your personality into it, and then your community still loves that, then they're going to the content for you, you know? And that point, you know, you're, you're setting up a really good path for yourself, you know? I was curious, uh, yeah. do you have a strategy for that? Because like right now, I feel like you're getting a lot of people in based right. on doing songs about like these certain games right. and i noticed that because i like to keep up with your channel because i think yeah. it's cool how you're growing and stuff right mm-hmm. so i'll look at the comments on like your newer videos and i'll see people being like yo you're so underrated like i can't believe you're not getting a lot of views you know and it seems like a lot of these people may have came from like maybe oh funny or one of your right. older remixes and now they're subscribed so they're hearing your new stuff right and i feel like they're starting to just be excited for you to post a video like no matter what it's about because they just right. like the quality of your specific style of music and stuff. So do you have like an active strategy on how you're going to try to, I guess, hold these people that come in for the specific game content? So I think I have a couple of strategies. <clears throat> the problem is I don't do any of them because I'm just so lazy. <laughs> I, I, you know, there's been things I've thought about where it's like if I try and do this stuff, you know, it could honestly help me out. I just am at a point where I'm like, I want to grind on my content. I need to take a break for myself a little bit. But I have things mm-hmm. I, I want to try out that I think might help that situation. Well, the first part is being a part of your community, you know? You can't just make stuff for other people or about other things because then if they don't know you or like you or, you know, I mean, they might like your content and they will come back for your content, but sometimes it helps to like also like the person, you know? Yeah. There's like also been a lot of times where 
if the person, you know, is shown to be like this horrible guy, you know, like horrible <laughs> accusations, they just, you know, destroyed a country, you know, oh, it, yeah, just yeah, the worst of the worst. No, but it's just, you know, people will come back for the content, but, you know, sometimes it really just depends on if they like the person. Now, you know, going off of that, you know, trying to involve yourself more, you know, doing stuff, you know, like live streaming helps, you know, just more community stuff social media is a big thing you know try and like have stuff that people can engage with you while they're not engaging with your like big content like my songs you know um that's a honestly a big thing i i i don't know i did tiktok for a little bit just for fun and i i i know eventually i'm gonna want to try and go back to it but i'm like it's just you know you want to find ways to really be you know close to the community because that's what you're you know, that's what you care about. That's what you're making the content for. Those are the people that are going to follow, you know, follow you and your journey. So if they feel like they are actually a part of you and your journey and they feel like this connection, you know, you're going to start building people that really want to stick around for your stuff. Even if it's not like not your best content, you know, and you make, you mess up one thing or, you know, if you try and, you know, really build your connection, I, I, I don't know. That, that's like the big thing I want to try and eventually get better at because, you know, sometimes I make like a community post and I post like a picture or two just for fun and I, I'm, I don't know. I could be so much better. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. Though. I got, you know, yeah, it's just slow steps. It's slow steps. Do you think that's why a lot of YouTubers have recently been doing the Reddit where they just react to their own Reddit? Oh, yeah. like it's literally their community making shit for them to watch and react to. So it's like very interactive. With I the think community. it's the funniest type of content because you're making content like for your community that when they see that content are going to give you more content wow. to make it, it is. I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to call it lazy because honestly, sometimes it's, it's pretty really genius. It's pretty really smart. Like, it's actually yeah. super smart. Um, you know, maybe it's lazy to do it all the time, but, um, <laughs> But also, if they like doing it, you know. Yeah. But um, I think that that's like probably the epitome of trying and you know be engaged with your community. I mean, yeah, yeah they they want to make content for you, and then you react to it, and they do stuff with that. You know, PewDiePie, you know, <laughs> is like super known for that because yeah. you know it's just it's so crazy. I mean, people will go and <laughs> I don't know like how many of those you've seen, but it's crazy. Some people will go and do like weeks and months of work on a project just to be in like one like you know. Oh yeah, video yeah, yeah. Like they'll do like crazy art or the something. The craziest stuff. Yeah. They'll do this like whole like production or like I've seen people do these whole um, like animations of this you know crazy stuff just to get into like a you know just you know for for you know I, I Felix saw one, to see the content. It's, it's know, crazy. Do you know Ludwig? Yeah, yeah, I saw one where someone had to like spend hours getting pictures of his face to do a deep fake, like an AI thing, to put him into a Wolf of Wall Street scene. Right, and I just like like you're literally coding a like five second video or something to get in this. Which it's I don't like know. funny. I think it's so cool. I think it's so cool. I, I want to be at the point where I can be, you know, how like I want to build a community, you know, so we can do fun stuff together and do really cool projects. Well, you you live streamed for a bit, right? I did. I did. It was fun. It took a lot on me though. Live yeah. streaming is hard. Is it? I'm curious. Is it stressful because since you're live, like you might say something that people take the wrong way. <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm worried about this. <laughs> hey, we cut shit <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, half this is cut out. So <laughs> you should have seen the middle part. Oh, like. No, but um, 
Yeah, it's really scary because, you know, it's your unfiltered self. And sometimes, you know, I, I don't know. I, I've never seen myself as, like, someone who has very a very controversial, you know, set of opinions. Yeah. I'm pretty... I'm, I'm pretty go with the go with the waves i don't like love, <laughs> i don't i don't love getting into politics i don't love getting into like any of the really serious stuff more just because you know i don't find you know purpose in that stuff but then because of that sometimes i you know i, I never gotten like huge trouble with anything but i feel like maybe i said something that maybe someone you know i totally just meant it as nothing or it's like a like as off you know, just joke or just, you know, and yeah. then maybe, you know, I hurt someone's feelings or, you know, maybe someone, yeah. you know, had like some experiences that, you know, <clears throat> saying that might have hurt them. And I, I, I get worried because that's like the last thing I want to do, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to like try and create this like fun experience in this fun environment for my community and then have them feel, you know, you know, like hurt or upset, you know, because of it, you know, and, and so it was constant stress on top of like trying to stay, you know, entertaining. Oh, you yeah. don't understand. I, I, being on like hour three of like a live stream, you know, and playing a game and just be like, you know, that's a crazy game. This is, <laughs> this is, oh man, I, I died. That, man, guys, that, that death, that sucked. Yeah. Yeah, you're like just, just narrating shit at that so, point. No, because yeah, you get to the point where you're like, Okay, there's nothing happening that's interesting, so should I just like start talking about things? But then I realize, oh, I'm not that interesting because all I do is this. I miss at my computer. So it's like this whole like paradox of like, do I just start talking about what I'm doing right now? So what do I? Oh yeah, today today I made a song, you know, that you saw because I posted it and that was crazy, right? Yeah, and then you're just having a crisis, like, am I good enough? And <laughs> you're I, just odd life. Am I good enough to be a? Should I even entertain? <laughs> Who am I? Dude, I'm curious what a live stream would be like if someone just literally said everything that's on their mind at that moment. Some people actually, you know, I, I forget <laughs> the names. I feel like there's people actually that have kind of they've built their um, fan base off of just being 100 percent transparent, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm forgetting the names, but Ew. yeah, they'll like about like politics and all that stuff. They'll oh, just say what's on their mind. Just like, well, see that yeah. that was one of the things that like was preventing me from starting a podcast at right. first because I don't think I have any views that are like morally wrong or like morally right. apprehensible. Right, but sure. there's like <laughs> it will, debatable. Yeah, the ones that you'll show to the audience, you know. <laughs> but there's like <laughs> there's so many people online, right? So right. there's bound to be people that disagree with you and then there's bound to be people that disagree with you like vehemently and think you're a bad person oh yeah so i'm i think i'm fine with people disagreeing with me because like people disagree with each other but i get scared of like the idea of me saying something that like most people would think is like pretty normal but then somebody doesn't and then they post it in a way that makes it look way worse and then that's the only thing people see and even if like you can like clear your name to a lot of people and like they see the actual clip and realize it wasn't as bad as the person posted it like there's some people who will never see that and then their first thought when they think of you is just that that's the most terrifying thing like um the clipping thing on live streams is so like it can be so fun but also like so stressful because yeah someone can just post like a part of your sentence that sounds so horrible and they miss like the other part that makes it like you know that totally yeah. forgets the context of it and yeah it sucks because if someone says something about you online you know you, you can't you can't tell every single person that saw that like guys listen hear me out there's many people that just don't see that and they're just like yeah. and there's i mean for me there's been people 
Um, sometimes I feel like I'm accidentally like a little bit too influenced by people that would have strong opinions online where it's like, you see this video like, this YouTuber is exposed. I can't believe they said this live. <laughs> and you see this video like, wow, that actually is like a horrible thing. And then like a year later, I go back to that person's content and then like, okay. And then I kind of like look at that kind of drama situation and like realize, oh, wow, that was like nothing. That person did just like take that really out of context whoops yeah my bad <laughs> it's scary because like you'll have people that will just never find out like the real thing because they just don't really care that much to check which right. is fine like you're not you're not obligated to check everything to make sure but right. I, I don't know it's just scary in that sense you know and another thing is on top of that kind of going back to when you're talking about comedy yeah. people especially if like you do edgy comedy right oh, like yeah. <laughs> sometimes you just want to try stuff out and sometimes like in your head you might be thinking Okay, maybe this will be funny, like the shock factor. Right. And then it's just the shock factor. No no humor at all. Then, yeah. you know, then people think you're a bad person when you were actually just trying something out. And I, that shit seems scary. So I don't know how people do it. When I was doing skits, like at the beginning of, you know, um, my, like the first couple of them, my parents actually, every single time I posted it, like or I wanted to post a skit, they would like make me have them watch the entire thing oh, to wow. approve it to make sure I should post it because they were super they, they were scared of that thing and yeah. there was some I mean to be fair there were some jokes where I made them like that's, like I mean it was like my comedy and I don't think it was like anything like controversial but it was like that's a little bit that's a little bit much yeah. this is a little bit like dark out of nowhere there's um I think the first skit <laughs> I posted was like annoying things teachers do. You know? I remember that and classic. What a classic! classic. And um, I remember there's like this this one thing where it was like this joke about um, teachers like giving out like a bunch of assignments just like out of nowhere. Which I remember we, most of that video was like about like one science teacher uh, oh, in really? high school. Um, and I was like, it's so funny. Everyone that actually went to school with me in that class was like, it's about him, right? It's like, yeah, it's about <laughs> but no, um, the joke was like, yeah, you know, uh, so. Thank you for you know doing the lecture. Uh, you know for tonight's assignment, you're just gonna have the these pages and then read this book and then oh, here's yeah. this entire textbook. And also tonight when you go home, make sure you do you know this exercise routine and then take mm. this baby to sacrifice for your new newborn. And and then they started getting like weird. I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe that was a little bit. <laughs> that was a little bit much. But no, I, I um I don't know. I, I, See, here's the thing. Like, I find that shit funny, it's, right? Yeah, I, but not I, everyone's going to find it funny. That's what's scary yeah. to me because I think at the beginning when I was doing that, I was thinking, like, should I just do, like, kids' content? Because if I just do, like, super PG, then at the very least, I won't – I mean, you know, <coughs> theoretically, I won't offend anyone because yeah. it's so PG and it's so, like, you know, there's no one that's going to be like – I don't care. How dare you have this online? You know, people, you know, my kids watch this, right? You know, I found this on my kid's iPad and this is rotting his brain. Um, no, but uh, I just, so there's a time where I was thinking like, is kids content the way to go? Because at that point, you know, really? at the at the very least, you know, you're not, you know, if you're not saying anything like controversial, you're not pushing the envelope. At the very least, you know. Do you think you would enjoy kids? No, yeah. it's. I see people that do kids content and I think there's a wholesomeness to it. And I think it's, you know, sometimes like it can still be good. There's, um, I don't know if you know the channel that kind of, or the comedy group that kind of like went, you know, to a different direction. It was uh studio C. I remember them. Yeah. And they were essentially like family content and they were super funny. Like they're good content. Like, and, uh, you know, that was like kind of, if anything, that would be like the goal. I feel like for PG content, 
Um, and I don't know. I just don't find much joy in it because yeah. I don't find myself being a very PG person. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely more worth it to just take the risk and yeah. do what you want to do. And, and like, just hope in the end, assuming you're not a terrible person, that right. Like right. the people that like you will, you know, under, like, be, like, vouch for you basically you know i think if Things you're like you know if you're like honest and you're like you're still like a nice like you don't have to make like controversial content and yeah. like and still be a rude person you know if you're like a nice and honest person you you know stick strong to what you believe and you know I, I don't know i feel like there's people that i watch or like their content that you know they do you know have very strong opinions about controversial stuff and you know i don't know as long as they're kind and caring you know not you know being you know, rude to people. I still think they're, you know, good content creators. I think they're good people. I still respect them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely tricky because especially when you're starting out, you know, trying to find that audience and not get like yeah. a whole direction of like, you know, <laughs> just a, a whole hate way. I don't know. It's it's really scary. Starting out with content is so terrifying. Yeah, that, that's kind of that like, I'm trying not to talk about like politics, for example, oh, yeah. for a while. Yeah. Be- not because I think I have like, super controversial opinions yeah but i'm very open to hearing other people's opinions right so i would love to get into that like later on right when i have like maybe a bit of an audience or maybe when i just feel more comfortable right but yeah i think that's a good strategy but um doing stuff like that yeah i don't know (coughs) and i think creating content right now at a point where i'm definitely not at a point where i am like big I have, an, I have a little bit of an audience. I think it's super cool. I think yeah. the fact that I have, like, as many subscribers, like, I think it's um, about to hit 5K, you know? Yeah. It's super, it's super cool. I remember I was, I was in, like, I'm talking about, like, my perspective no, yeah. of you getting big. Right. But I remember I was in the library at my college because sometimes I would just look at your videos, right? Right. And I, was, I saw the Oh Funny one, and I was like, oh, you know, I was like, like 5k 10k views i was like well, right. she's doing pretty good yeah and then i saw that i was like what the fuck i was like when did this happen <laughs> no it was so it was so i was great. like really excited for you because i was reading the comments and people were just so oh, nice you know I, you know I, people the, the the thing the main thing people talk about with like youtube content is like oh watch out for the comment section <laughs> they're gonna rip you up no i've honestly i'm so grateful there's been so many people that have commented such such nice things the yeah. like there's been yeah some people that say like <laughs> I, I love i love people i mean i don't love them but also <laughs> I, I think it's so funny when people just go and comment like yeah that was just kind of that kind of sucked and it's <laughs> like wow that was just honest i mean like i mean or just like yeah, yeah. I, like, I like this person's content better it's like <laughs> okay. it's like the fact that you take the time to put it out yeah it's like i <laughs> I mean, the comment section isn't just meant for nice things, you know? Yeah. But it's just, I think it's just sometimes funny. People are just like, you know what? I just am going to tell this person how I feel, and they're not going to like it. Do, do you ever get comments that are like criticism, but it's very nice and constructive, and like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, not all the time. Usually, what happens with like comments is, you know, they'll just kind of be like, Oh my gosh, this is so underrated. I can't believe that you don't have more views. And you know, that's just like super kind, super sweet. It's, but you know, there's some times where it's like, <laughs> and I think it's also funny when you get comments like, this is super good. It could have been better, you know? <laughs> or like, um, <laughs> which I think is super funny. Like, you know, all right. Or, um, or, um, or, uh, so how do you, how do you like react to that? <laughs> I mean, Should I feel happy? I was like, you know, I mean, they're honest. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, there's like this one comment that I thought was super like, I thought it was funny because it's also super sweet where they're like, um, 
it was on Broken Paradise, and, mm-hmm. and that was like the first like really big step into like doing you know you know topics about games like in original content. I, I you know, but there's like this one comment that was like uh, instrumental ten thousand out of ten. You know, uh, oh, lyrics a hundred thousand out of ten. Like the animation a million out of ten. Uh, vocals a hundred out of a hundred. And then they kept going like. So, like, everything was, like, crazy out of, like, the mount. But then, like, I was only, like, 100 out of 100 on the vocals. It's like, still 100%. I'm like, I'm like, that's... Uh, it was so funny. <laughs> I was like, wow, I did... Well, I mean, I guess that's good. I, that's actually really funny. It's, it's, like, such an inflated grading system. Yeah, it makes it's you feel so good. funny because I think I responded, like, just, like, a, like a playful thing. Like, well, at least, you know, 100, 100 out of 100 is still pretty good. I mean... <laughs> You know, and then they, they edit it to make it like 10,000 out of 100 like oh, that. <laughs> so I was like, I don't want to make it go bad. Maybe their zero funny. key just stopped working. <laughs> like, ah, uh, you know, I mean, it's so, so good, you know. Yeah. No, uh, and, and <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you know, I, I've still got to improve, you know, a lot of things to my process. <clears throat> I still think, I think I have certain things that are really good about my music creation process i still want to get better at cre- like making vocals i won't lie in saying that if i could re-record the vocals for broken paradise i would if there's some things i could remix like or master into certain songs i would uh, but <laughs> at the same time i don't know i think it's the important step is to keep moving forward because what a lot of people get into with content and i don't know like how, how you feel personally about this when you know making you know bigger strides and doing different kinds of things is you know, it can be really, really easy to go and make something and then just be like, okay, but like, I'm gonna hold off because I think I can make this thing just a bit better. You know, uh-huh. it's like, you know, if I actually stick, like, you know, I just like keep learning like how to do this thing, then maybe I can level things out a bit better. And, you know, actually, you know, once I get this new editing software, I can kind of like edit it better or, you know, I, I can just keep adding effects on it. And then at that point, you've spent like months on this one project that should have came out like two weeks after you made it, you know, because yeah. it's done. For me, that's happened a couple of times where I have something that's super good, you know, at that time, but I think of, like, I compare myself to others, and I'm like, oh, but, I mean, mm. I could do this thing, but I have to learn how to do it. So let me just, you know, spend, like, the next week learning how to do this thing real quick. I'll just get this new program to learn how to do this thing. Oh, I mean, the video's done, but, you know, could have might as well. Yeah, it's just, that makes a lot of sense. I, I remember I was in a program called the Knowledge Society my senior right. year, and one of their motives, or no, one of their, like, I guess mode is, I don't know. I don't know the right. word. No, it yeah. was like, basically they said done is, be- mottos, motto. One of their okay. mottos was right. done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. And essentially the idea was kind of, a lot of people struggle with that. If she, I get, it's kind of like a perfectionism thing, right? Where you, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you want it to be perfect, but that strive to have it perfect prevents you from ever releasing anything. Yeah. So it's kind of the mentality done is better than perfect. We're in the sense that, uh, you know, if you feel good enough yeah. and like, anything you do better is just going to like kind of be diminishing returns then post it and then just add the things you could have done on the next project because it's better to have a few projects out that might not be exactly perfect but you're making progress as you go on rather than just focusing on this one forever where like the 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 last like five hours you work on it was like barely added one percent to it if that makes sense and and i whenever i i've talked about this with a couple people where, because I've ha- I have this problem where yeah I want to expand on things like in ways that are really unusual for me. It's like oh but I see the- I see I watch this one video and I see this cool, super cool effect. And I'm like 
no way they just figured out that's a thing I can do. <laughs> and then, but the thing is, like, uh, for me, if I wanted to spend as much time, like, as if I want to get to the quality I wanted to, you know, right, like the perfect, like, idea of some of this content, you know, it would take so long uh, to just get out there that the point, you know, you've lost interest maybe the people that were interested kind of lost interest you posted it it's like yeah it looks good but like the progress you made during that isn't really you know there you just kind of or here's here's like the better example right and i think you were kind of getting to this where you're starting out a channel or starting out content and you have one bit of content that you you just made you know it's your first thing and you spend your time editing it doing everything you need to, polishing it, you know, if you spend the next, and we're gonna make it drastic, the next year making it the best it could be, you know, spend, saving up money to spend on, you know, you know, a crew and doing all this thing and making it super professional, and then, you know, you post that, you know, you might be super proud of it, you know, yeah. but at the end of the day, you just showed one piece of content for what you can do. And because of how much you know, about that if it took you a year to do that and people like that then and they want more yeah. it's gonna take like another year to do that year. you have to slowly build yourself up you know to be able to get better and better you know and in that year span you could have put out maybe 12 things for every single month <clears throat> and then for your audience that's 12 different pieces of content that they can yeah. you know you know latch to and like enjoy and, and and analyze every single detail of or then you know, if you really want to, you know, do more content, then let's say like two a month, you know, 24. That's, that's like the whole thing, right? You don't want to have it be quantity over quality, but if your quality is overthrowing your whole process, yeah. then I don't know. I don't think it's worth it. I think there's, you know, the whole like quantity over quality is yeah. kind of a flawed system. But at the same time, quality shouldn't be the 100% focus. Especially if you're, a new channel because let's take the one year example. It could right. be the best video in the world, but if you're a new channel, like how are you to get a lot of people to see it? Yeah. I think it's better to, especially in the beginning, because not only like it might not be perfect at the beginning, but you also like kind of having the community gr like learn with you or grow with you and like mm -hmm. watch you learn, right? Because I feel like th like the community needs something to watch to get interested in you. Yeah, right? and I feel like you know you just keep latching them on, get better with each video, you'll get a community. And the channels that I really like watching, you know, uh, they have content, not like constantly, like not like Mr. Beast constantly content, but like they have stuff pretty somewhat regularly coming out, you know, like every week to ish. It doesn't have to be the every single project you put out doesn't have to be the best thing in the world. Unless that's like the way that you want to do it. Like every single project you do has to be a big project. If that's the way you want to do it, that's completely fine. Yeah. But I think the the best way to keep your community, you know, growing with you and keep things moving is to put out, you know, your big project. And in between your big projects, you do some small stuff. Maybe you do like a joke thing for fun. Mm. I, I posted a song about Thomas the Tank Engine. Yes. Like, because I was just screwing around. And I thought I'd be like stupid enough to like you know, post it. It was just funny. Uh, and but that was like something where I didn't want to spend a lot of time on that. I made just kind of like... Imagine know, if you uh, spent a year uh, polishing that Thomas, that Thomas the Tank Engine. It song. would be the best piece of content <laughs> for Thomas the Tank Engine. 
But no, I, it's just it's just <laughs> what a niche. <laughs> and even you don't have to post like big content. It would just be like engaging community posts. You know, where it's like post a poll about something or, you know, you post like a picture like, oh, I'm doing this thing. It's progress. You know, hope you guys are doing well. Love you guys. Smooch, smooch. I don't know. It's just, you know, my personal way I I, want to try and get into is that exact thing where, you know, you post your big project and you post some stuff in between, you know, for fun. You know, all of it's for fun, but just to help keep things decently paced. I feel like by posting stuff. Instead of just holding on to one thing for a year while you polish it, right. you might even grow fa- or you might even learn faster because you get feedback from other people by posting stuff. Oh yeah, you know and, I mean? and I can say for me, it's so tricky because um, there's been some projects <laughs> that I've been working on for the last um, like three or four months. Right? There's been some songs that have been kind of essentially done for the last couple months, and I'm working on like this like post production for the video. And sometimes it just, it takes a while, you know, to make it, you know, the quality I want it to. Now, that's me wanting to have these really cool and big productions with really big ideas with my kind of low-ish budget. But because of that, I I realized, well, I talk about having all these projects happening. Like, I'd say I have like three big projects happening at the same time. Cool. But then, like three months later is when they're going to come out. So it's just in that meantime, I'm just kind of like, so I hope you guys do well, you know, you know, so it's <laughs> they'll like, be there soon guys. Yeah, don't try, dude, the, the thing I hate doing is being like, guys, I promise things are coming. Trust me. <laughs> just put a little faith into the system, you know? But do you think, do you think that helps also in the sense that yeah. like you're kind of getting them on the edge of their seats? Like, oh, something's coming and like, yeah, they'll stay longer because they know they have something to look forward to. To a certain point, I think it helps having that thing, but you also have to have those in-between things so that they know yeah. that you're still doing stuff and they still, I think, um, honestly, if you have a big project, you know, over the course of like, once again, let's do maximum, it's like a year. It takes a year for this super big animation, you know, you want to do it 2D frame by frame animation for your song. Crazy, you know, and it takes a year to do it. You shouldn't, you know, be like that entire year, the only thing that you're posting you're saying is like, all right, this thing's doing well, so just wait. Yeah. Guys, the intro was just finished. It's crazy. <laughs> Can't wait for you to see it. Can we see it? It's, oh, no, no, no. No, it's, no, no. You got to no. wait for the rest. Why would you want to see it? <laughs> no, but, um, you want content? <laughs> you want content? What are you talking about? That's crazy. You're crazy. That's crazy. No, so that's why it's like you have to also keep things going. You can have those super big projects, but you can't just have that be the only thing you're doing and saying because then it's like you know it feels like okay cool you're kind of getting dragged along you're not getting anything you know the people once again the people i like they sometimes have pretty big projects that they're working on for like a good chunk of months but also the only thing you know like in the community post they'll make a video or they'll make like a like a teaser trailer you know for mm-hmm. it you know but that's also in between all of their other projects they're doing you know because mm-hmm. if it was just that i would stop watching their stuff and then it's just like you know, by the time they post it, I might have, you know, I might not be that engaged in their community anymore. I might not be that interested. You know, I might still want to watch that video, but I've kind of lost that momentum, you know? There's not many channels yeah. that post, like, one thing every six months, you know, and have, like, a really, really active community. There's some that do, but it's really hard to get to that certain point. So, I don't know. Is it common for mm-hmm. music channels to post consistently? Um, depends on, you know, your, 
level, um, like how experienced you are with music. Like, would you like to be at the point where you're posting songs consistently, or would you rather be more kind of you post an album once a year or two years or something? I'd like say, that? I'd say, <clears throat> for the next chunk of years, I'd like to be consistent. You know, <clears throat> I have a lot of stuff. I have a lot of ideas. I'm in like the the prime of my life. You know, and just want to like really try and get things going. But also, inevitably, I would like to get to a point where I can slow down and have these, like, you know, like, yeah, albums and these collection of things that I can get out, you know, and not have to be, you know, having everything so fast-paced. You know, if I have this, you know, community built and all that, then maybe I can give myself a little more leisure into, like, you know, putting some space in between projects. And yeah. I, I, I do think eventually... I'd want to give more time. But I think right now when I have this energy and I have this, you know, like super strong will to really go and put these projects out, you know, I really want to do that, you know? And, and then, you know, honestly, the thing holding me back from putting out more content is just not having the budget to make things run faster. I end up having, I have like a bunch of tracks, you know, ready to get out there. But I've kind of, I have this kind of mindset with my content where I want to, if I feel super passionate about the song, I want the visuals alongside it to really also go along with that. I don't want it to be like this like really boring video, but like super cool song, but then like it's just kind of like. <coughs> and you're, you're, you're good, you're good. The video qualities of your videos have been getting like exponentially better. Yeah. Like they're looking like professional music videos. I appreciate that. My wallet is so sad. <laughs> it's so sad. No, but I mean, that's just kind of like, because I've just want, I've learned more, you know, about the process of like doing these super cool things in Premiere Pro and After Effects and editing. And then I've started to like grasp the certain like style I really like where, you know, create like these like 2D animations, but like with like a 3D thing. So it's still kind of like a lyric video, but it's a really, you know, I feel like it's a lot more engaging of a lyric video. And then when I do my music videos, you know, I try and make them like really interesting, like and really, you know, at least to where I can do it engaged. There's um, Second for a Life, which is a, a song oh, I made yeah. about backrooms. And that one was purely me. Like I, I just learned After Effects like the month before. And I learned how to like make um, <clears throat> like basic squares and stuff in like three dimensional <coughs> settings. And so literally I just, you know, I thought it'd be a cool idea with the whole theming of like, you know, sound and the simple like nature of the backrooms to make it like like a really simple look for the video and so i just went for i made this whole music video like the best i could and i don't know i just i love the songs i do but i also think you know the people that i enjoy watching and the content that i really love you know the thing i love about their content as well is they work it's the work they put into the visuals you know mm, they don't yeah. they don't they, they don't they're not lazy with that portion. And I think you don't have to do crazy visuals. Do you think having good visuals also mm. just makes the viewer, I don't know if it's like subconscious, just like think the song is better itself just because it looks like if the video is professional, <laughs> then you like your mind will be like, oh, well, the video is professional. The song is also professional. I think, well, I think there's been times where I've seen, okay, well, I've seen people post like really amazing music videos and i think the song's all right you know but you know they're not exactly professional yet i'm not professional but i you know 
it's the song could be better, you know, in certain aspects, but the video is outstanding. At that point, you look at the comments and seeing like the song, they, they see like comments like, oh, the song's good, but then they go like, oh, the video is outstanding and all that. Okay, and I think okay. sometimes that can actually carry it. I don't think it carries it much because if you're at that point, I don't know. There's a certain there's a certain point where your music has to step up. You know, if you're creating music and that's what you do, you know, I think your visuals can only go so far. I think sometimes. You know, the opposite happens a lot where someone that is amazing at making and mixing and mastering their songs, you know, puts it out this amazing song, but then the, the video is like, Meh. you know, it could be better. There's, um, there's been some times where it's like the super talented artist puts out the song and the visuals, sometimes I'm like, oh man, that kind of like worsens the quality of this product because it's like, yeah. I'm too distracted by the visuals and like, you know, certain like weird things with the visuals that it kind of distracts from the experience of the song you know some people just put like you know a simple like looping video over their you know thing for a song they just put like a little audio visualizer like i do with my remixes sometimes people just put a still image for their for video that's fine for me i like i love big production um you know videos there's um this one channel which i absolutely adore um the, they're called the uh, Stupendium, and they do stuff that I do, um, except with the visuals. Well, they're a lot more theatrical, which is super, super cool. And the thing that they um, end up doing with their visuals is they make it all live action, right? Well, mostly live action. They're also a really talented wow. uh, artist. But they make it all live action, which I personally feel like doing stuff in live action feels like a hindrance sometimes because you have to, you know, deal with like the quality of the equipment you have and the yeah. quality of you know all this stuff and you know somehow they make it just super well produced and they create these amazing sets and these super well done effects while doing it all like live action it's super cool and that's like one of those things where you know their songs are great and their videos make it just that much better you know it, it makes the music evolve in a way you know and so you know that stuff kind of like inspires me to really want to try and put this really good effort into making my videos the best i can you know to really do you, do you think experience. do you think some of that also comes from mm. when you first started youtube you're really in, you, know, you were trying skits and you said like you enjoyed editing them maybe part of that is like you like the video aspect of just mm. creating videos as well now don't get me wrong i like i like editing when I know what I'm doing. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> There's been so many times, like, projects where, like I said, I see, like, an effect someone does. I'm like, that's so, like, on this random tutorial, you know, just like, oh, this is a super easy thing that you can do. I'm like, now I'm going to do that, but I don't know how to, do- oh, and this is, you know, and I get super stressful. There's, like, this then one song that I literally have done, all the visuals are done, but After Effects is being, you know, is taking my video hostage because it keeps crashing oh, during export. That's terrible. And that stuff, I, <laughs> I hate editing for all of that. Like, um, yeah. But at the same time, when I have like an idea and I feel like I can fully commit to like creating that myself, it's just super fulfilling, you know, thing. A lot of people have to like reach out to get editors and you know After Effects people to like do these you know things. And I think sometimes taking your ideas into your own hands and not only that, be able to accomplish those things. It's super fulfilling, like accomplishment, and yeah, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a little part of like the old early stuff where I really did all I did was video edit, and I, that was all you know me. I never 
Um, well, I wanted to get someone to edit other stuff for me, but I couldn't, so I ended up, you know, having to work myself. Yeah, you were, like, trying to get your friends oh in high school, gosh. like, to work for you. The amount of, of people I was, like, so, you know, I was friends with, like, hey, so, like, do you, are you, really interested in editing? You know, does I really want to edit, you know? This is one Didn't you do the same with, like, camera people as well? Kind yeah, of? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it never worked out. <laughs> I, I admired that, though. It was, like, you were... Like you were in high school and you were already right. trying to optimize your creating process. You know, it's funny during um, like when I was <coughs> doing remixes a lot, um, there was a, I actually started trying to like you know, with like friends I had started trying to like hire them into doing editing. You know, which was so funny. I actually like set up like this whole like editing course, like this three step like, course really? of like you know, all right, and I had to, like record this video. It's like all right, now I want you to do these certain edits with this and send me the full product and I had this whole like chain like tutorial thing happened and I was like super cool super Damn. super confident about it and I was like it never worked out because uh, I realized oh wow high schoolers really don't want to be doing work yeah dude I'm realizing I've literally only done two episodes of this podcast right. and I'm already realizing editing it like it so let's say the podcast oh, exactly. is an hour. It's going to take longer than an hour to edit because you have to watch through it and then pause and then yep. cut to switch. And I'm sure there I, – I was talking to you about it at the beginning. I either right. want to see if there's some type of faster way to do it, like live switching, or yeah. just pay someone to do the editing. Because I don't know if I can continue the editing in college. You know? you know, I don't know how you feel about the whole like success <clears throat> is built off of, you know – your bank account, you know? Kind oh, of, I, kind of, I haven't heard that, but that makes sense. Well, it's, it's, there's a whole thing where it's like the more money you have, you know, some people believe that you're going to end up being more successful. And honestly, I feel like that partially has some truth to it. Yeah. You know, if you can hire people to do all the difficult work and do it really high, like in a professional way, you're going to have professional stuff. Um, and that sometimes is like really tricky because it's like, there's some times where I'm like, if I had like a thousand more bucks, oh man, <laughs> this this video. Whew. It's funny because a thousand is so much for us right now. You know? It's yeah, <laughs> it's like in the grand scheme of things, like a thousand like covers like a month of rent rent in some places. And no, but it's it's uh, I don't know. I, I just <laughs> but. So, I, I don't. I forgot the point I was going to. <laughs> You're talking about like outsourcing, kind of, and just your bank building your quality yeah. and stuff by outsourcing going going for outsourcing I, that's because why i've been doing a lot of these more recently i don't know like yeah. how much like i've talked to you about it but i feel like it's probably a bit where um me and fiverr we're like best buds <laughs> fiverr essentially is, is this um website where you can go and hire people to do these different you know jobs for you in the past it was kind of seen as a little more of a joke because people would do it for like youtube videos for fun and, like oh, do yeah, these like yeah. crazy things and you know now actually i think it's built itself to be a pretty decent platform you know i've been oh you're good (laughs) i've been finding like really amazing artists and really you know talented you know animators and all these crazy things um and then uh i feel super inspired to work with these people and then i realize i just i can't afford them (laughs) so i you know i have to like you know gauge limit you know handle finances you know be fair do you ever negotiate on fiverr I, I try not to because I sometimes feel bad. Sometimes I do if it's like a situation where, you know, I really can't afford it otherwise because of other stuff going on and things I know I'm going to pay for the future. You know, I don't think negotiating is a bad thing, you know, per se. Um, because sometimes the fiber listings, the, the way they, they list their things, sometimes they post it high in general, just as like a big thing. 
and then you can sort of like work around the price based off of what you want specifically. So I don't know. I don't think working out a different price is always bad. I think it's one of those things where you're trying to like, you know, listen, listen, I know this product is usually a hundred bucks, but if we can slip it down to 15, I think that really fit my price <laughs> That's range. That's good negotiating. It's just, I don't know. You have to, you have to talk with the artist and talk, yeah. you know, with yourself and see like what works best for both of you, you know. At the end of the day, if the artist doesn't want to do it, then they'll say, you know, that's not comfortable. I don't really like, you know, I want to bring it down that low. And you're like, okay, cool. Then we can, you know, rest at this price. If this works for both of us for this work, and then go from there. Um, yeah. You know, and also usually at that point, if I work it down, I feel, and then I probably tip, you know. Oh, okay. okay. You know, I think, that's nice. But, but I don't know. Working, I think sometimes it's really difficult to work by yourself because you have to learn all the things yourself and you rely on the quality of content on yourself. And if, if you don't feel like you can match that or you don't have that level of experience, it can be super difficult. On the other hand, having other people work for you, I feel like <laughs> I've learned it is, it can be super difficult. Yeah, you've it's, had a few horror stories. There. I've had a couple of horror stories and they're, they're learning experiences, you know? And it's really good that, you know, it sucks what I had to, you know, I had to like lose a bunch of money or lose, you know, experiences, lose, you know, certain clients or people. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's to become a better, you know, better commissioner, become a better person, become a, you know, more, you know, honest person with the way you do things. I think uh, starting out, I was definitely like, I, I, it's when you're hiring people to do stuff, I think sometimes it's hard to realize how much work or how much it actually should cost for things oh, to be done. Yeah. So for art, <laughs> when I was starting out, I didn't, and I'm so glad I'm aware like of the process now, I didn't realize how much work goes into making just a simple illustration, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like, it takes a lot of time and effort. Even for, you know, professionals, you know, who can seemingly whip things up super quick. It still is a lot of work. And for me, I, I don't know. I kind of underestimated it, so I was thinking like, okay, so I can go and hire these things for, you know, this illustration for like, maybe like 15, 30 bucks, and then you go and you find out, it's like, oh yeah, it probably is like 70 to 100, you know, it's like, yeah. and I was like, oh my gosh, I just don't know what I'm doing. I remember um, the first things I ordered for was like um, when I did the Discord debate series. Oh yeah. Um, and those thumbnails caused a bit. How much? <laughs> I think it was like one of them was like 70, one of them was like 120 something. They cost a lot. Custom art costs a lot. And for a good reason, you know? It's, you know, every single detail has to be done by that person. And if you want high quality and you want a lot of detail, that's they have to do that all by themselves. So, I don't know. It takes a lot of effort to do that stuff. And thankfully through commissioning people and a lot of people I've had to commission, um, it's cool learning, you know, these different things I never would have thought of before. And like wanting to be better and um, a, a kinder, you know, commissioner, you know, in that way, you know, be able to respect people's like, you know, needs and wishes, you know, like I think that early on I accidentally overstepped, you know, or I was kind of like, I assumed too much about what they could do because I thought I knew like the process but I really didn't know that much, you know? And by doing it and by warning and having to, you know, go through that stuff, it's been really interesting, you know, warning face on with that stuff. 
does it ever get hard because you are paying them to make art specifically for you, right? So you right. want something specific, but at the same time, they're an artist who has subjective opinions. Is it ever hard balancing that where maybe you want them to have some freedom in how they do it, but at the same time, you're paying for a specific thing? Absolutely. <laughs> well, because it's one thing, like main thing that I've learned to do is really respect the artist for their styles, you know, and don't push them to do things that they are not used to doing. Because if they don't want to do that, then, you know, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't push them to do things they don't want to do. But also at the same time, you know, if they are willing to do that, but they're not used to that, sometimes it can lead to some not good results because they're just trying something for the first time. But, um, can you tell, what's the question again? Sorry. Yeah, basically, how do you balance, like, you want them to feel free to kind of do what they're doing. Because they're an artist, right? right? So they have their subjective opinions. But at the same time, you're paying for a specific thing that you want. Right. Like, you want it done a certain way, probably. I've had a lot of situations where, well, because I do a lot of stuff myself in the process of making music, where I make the entire thing. I mix it. You know, I master it. I, with editing, I edit all the stuff myself. So when it comes to art, sometimes it's difficult to think about the fact, like, oh, man, I've handled so much of the process myself, and I have to you know, let this person take a huge part in my production. I don't have like a hundred percent say in how it goes because they have their own styles and their own ways they do it. Now, when you're hiring people, you know, there's certain things like the things you can control, like the timeline, you know, if you get on a timeline to do it then yeah, uh, the, the general direction you want to go for, you can agree on that stuff. But you know, sometimes it has been difficult thinking, and especially the more money you spend on it too, um, it's where like you can't control every single aspect of it you know in my experience it's been like oh man but what if like what if I get this thing when it's like delivered and it's just nothing how I like, was like wanting it to but also like you can't tell them to redo the entire thing so it's like you have to kind of like move on and I've had to do that sometimes where do you get money back in those like how does that not work not really no because like here's the thing right you hire them to do something right and you know you both follow the guidelines in which you should be doing it. You know, if they say give like they're going to give updates in this time period, then they do it. Cool. If they say that I get this many revisions and I do that many revisions, cool. We're following that thing. Uh, at the end of the day, though, if they end up with a product I don't like, you know, but we kind of went and we, you know, agreed on everything up to that point. There's nothing like misconstrued or bad happening. You have to kind of just go with that. You know, either in taking that piece of art and then, you know, doing something with that and still using that, but just kind of like, you know, going with the flow. Or sometimes you just have to hire another person, you know, to do it, you know, differently. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, I've had times where I've uh, hired an artist to do something and, you know, we both respected each other's like wishes and, you know, we it was an overall good process. But the end product was just not what I was looking for. And they, in their shoes, they just spent like, let's say 20 hours working on this piece of art for you. And then if the person doesn't like it and you did all the things that you asked, but interpreted differently, you know, you don't get the money. I, for me, I don't think it's fair to like make it so, you know, I don't pay them. I'm like trying to like fight that stuff. Do you think you're just like a nice person or is that a common? Because I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. That's, the way I, that's the way I see it, I guess. I'm curious like how often it is like people would pay or if they didn't like it, they'd be like, well, it's not what I wanted. So no. Well, I think it depends, you know, yeah. like 
first off, I think, I, I don't know, I, I try to be careful in this ter- territory because I want to also respect artists. But I think from what I've seen and what my personal opinion is, as an artist in any form, like a music artist, you know, editor, any of that stuff, you have to, like, if you're doing something for your client, you can't just, like, spend 30 days doing it and then the first time they see it is the end product. Oh, uh, okay. I feel like, you know, so unless, unless you're okay with, like, uh, unless you're 100% okay with making all those changes that they want or as well as the person that's hiring that, you know, is okay with, you know, waiting longer for those changes to happen, I think the respectful thing to do is to give somewhat, you know, often updates. That's just my personal opinion because that helps you as the artist not have to waste time redoing all of your work and and it's respect to the person that commissioned you because then, you know, that's kind of helping you get to the goal they want, you know, and not kind of losing sight of, what they were trying to envision, what their like their goal is, you know. Yeah, that seems like a very good strategy, actually. That's what that's what I try and you know, that's when I hire people nowadays. I try and make sure it's very clear where it's like I don't want like every single day updates, you know. Yeah. I would take it because I love updates. I I adore updates, <laughs> you know. Well, because it's you know you get to see your thing and the progress they're making to it. I think it's fun, but also. On top of that, I think it's super important because there's been times where I've worked with people and they work on something for like two weeks. And then they, they went from nothing to what they had in two weeks. And they did a lot. And they showed it to me. I'm like, Damn. hey, I need these things adjusted. And they're like, oh, that, that's a thing that like I worked in the beginning. I have to change everything. I'm like, oh. but that's not what we like. That's not what I asked for in the like, like like that's one against what we talked about in our agreement with the whole would an, would an ideal situation be just having mm-hmm. like an animator an animator for example you know and trust that just consistently works yes, for you yes yes i want an anime i want <laughs> no that's that's what i want to try and find like i want to tr- i you know by getting myself out there and you know building a community and really I feel like college might be a great place for that yeah exactly yeah. Go to college, if not for education, <laughs> for connections. Honestly, that's, on no, literally, that's a lot of people's reasons. But um, yeah, I want to have a um, consistent group of people to work on for this stuff. Because then if you trust them with the art they do and they're consistent and they're reliable, that's perfect. I would love the feeling of having a person where I, I'm like, okay, I want something with this style, maybe this storyline for the video, you know, in the direction of the art or the animation you know, uh, and then we agree on it, and they're like, cool. And I don't have to worry about, like, if it's going to be something I am not going to like, you know? There's, you know, hiring random people online to do stuff for you can be scary, <laughs> yeah. you know? There's And there's people that, like, also like scamming. There's there's this uh... thing that I've seen that uh, I, I've been a victim of, but it's terrifying, where on Fiverr, people will, like, pretend they're an artist, and then they'll, you know have like all these pictures that aren't that aren't their own but they you know, post things examples of things they've done and they make it like a high price and then when you commission that thing from them they take like let's say they you paid 200 bucks for them they get this amazing piece of art they take that 200 bucks and go to another artist on fiverr and then pay like 100 bucks for that person to do the art um, and then so then he's got 100 bucks wow for people nothing. do that yes it is I mean, terrifying. it's kind of smart, but it is, it's no, also fun. It is so, so scary. Because then it's like, you know, 
you're paying ugh, it's just a whole mess but uh, I don't know and I've gotten some sense of reliability in certain people like there's um this character artist that I've been using for the last couple of um, uh, uh, cartoon-ish art pieces it's the one I've used for uh, the Cuphead um, okay, okay. song and the one I'm going to be using for the Sonic song I don't know when this comes out but you know it, that's... there is a Sonic song either out or coming out but no um that i'm using and and the great thing is you know it costs a bit for them to do the work but because they're super talented and when i go and pay them and they go and do that work i can guarantee it's gonna be good literally it was so funny there's like um with the sonic one i I hired them to the beginning part and then i think uh i got the first like round of art and i was like like this like the sketch or the outline i'm like okay i think this is good uh, and I, at first, I, for a second, I was like, uh, I started worrying, like, oh, but what if, like, uh, what if it starts, like, the coloring's weird? And then, no, it's like, they're, they're brilliant. They do great. The fire products was so good. It was beautiful. And then it's just, that makes me feel so good. Like, putting my money into someone I trust and I yeah. know I'll get a good, like, outcome, it's so nice. Um, and, you know, there's been times recently where I'm doing bigger projects and I have to spend more money on these people where I don't really know them, you know? And, you know, I, I trust they're good because I look at their, you know, their work and the more expensive they are typically and they're like, if, if they're a professional, they'll have a lot of, you know, examples of their stuff. And mm, so yeah, there's a, like a bit, portfolio. There's, yeah, exactly. And there's a bit more trust there. Um, but there's always that sense of I haven't worked with them yet and I don't know if they're going to match the style that I want or the, the vision that I want. And when it's expensive like that, you know, it's, it's, it's tricky, you know. There's... um. There's this thing that I'm going to be spending a bit of money on for this this uh, song upcoming um, that's going to kind of break my wallet a bit. And it's, I love this person's work. I love their art, I love their animations. Um, and I trust they'll do a good job. But it's so tricky for me to be like, I, I don't have 100% control, so I can't guarantee what the outcome will be like. And because of that, that sometimes scares me, you know? Yeah. But, you know, you have to have trust in the artist and, you know, you have to, like, have faith in it and, you know, have faith in the system, faith in the Lord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but, yeah, I don't know. I think it's been super interesting, like, starting to hire people for this because yeah. I don't have a crew, you know? But I'm, you know, it's, it's a similar-ish feeling to, like, have these people that you're hiring out to do stuff for your, you know, have, like, this you know, collective group of people work on this thing. For my song, Beautiful Goodbyes, the amount of people that worked on that total was the most I've had anyone work on a project. I had, wow. you know, so, someone help me compose and, you know, play the oh, piano. Yeah. I had someone, you know, I hired for the saxophone and trumpet. Oh, wow. I, had, I didn't know you did that. I had an That's art. That's really cool. I had an artist along with a person to animate that art, you know. It's super, it was, it was a lot of people and it was such a, I was so proud of that product. And, you know, but it felt so cool just having this like community of people that all like went to something that I'm super passionate about. It was such like a cool and weird feeling, you know? Yeah. Like imagine like with this podcast, imagine like you have this whole crew behind, you know, the scenes like working all this stuff and then, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some guys. yeah. Yeah. You can't see it, but there's like 50 people just oh, yeah. dead silent back there. Um, you know, you going and editing the whole thing and doing all this stuff for you and then, you know, all just for your content. It, it's yeah, a, that must be nice. It's a cool feeling, you know. Actually, kind of yeah. on top, like kind of related to that. Right. Because it seems like 
I started to view YouTube or things like this kind of as an RPG where it's like you start out with basic equipment, right? And yeah. then as time goes on, you get like resources such as money and finances from the stuff right. you're creating. And then you can use that to get better equipment. It's like a feedback cycle. And I've noticed you kind of have started doing that. How does right. that feel? Well, first off, that's actually a really good analogy. Thank you. Like through that RPG, you start to get better equipment. You start to pick up like people for your group. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of a cool. That that actually works. Um, it's yeah, it's been interesting because you know I'm really dedicated to this. You know, I'm going to college oh, yeah. for music. You know, so I'm like really focused in on this. And so when I go and when I go to work and I make money, and when I go and make money from YouTube, most of that's going to stuff for this. Like that's the that's the funny thing about like my sort of life cycle right now is a lot of the things I end up doing end up streamlining into my content, you know, I, just because I, I always want to try and increase the quality and make things better in some way. You know, there's like a point where I started doing music and I wanted, you know, a better microphone. So I got a better microphone. And then I was worrying about, you know, the programs, so I got a better program. And then it kind of sort of started building into this thing where <laughs> to the point where I, when people walk into like my room, well, first off, they, they acknowledge that like everything's like messed up because I don't I don't make my bed. I don't make my bed. If you make Fair your bed, enough. you're kind of a psychopath. I'm gonna be honest. Oh, well, we'll have to agree to disagree. Okay, on that so one. I think people who make the bed is a psychopath, but no, <laughs> I, I think. But they look at like my setup, like oh my gosh, you have like a crazy setup. My I kind of don't realize like yeah, I have like a bunch of stuff. Like this whole microphone yeah. connecting to like this you know this machine that plugs. Say so, every time I come to your house, there's a new. <laughs> there's a new like little, some weird little like gadget. sound tube that yeah, yeah. prevents sound from sounding and all this like weird. sound dampening stuff around yeah. it's you know yeah it, it's kind of cool because you know you're slowly upgrading your quality and not only that you know you're upgrading your equipment but you're also upgrading the amount of knowledge you have in your stuff because the more you're doing your content the more you're doing the stuff that you're passionate about you're also learning more so it's kind of interesting where you're building every single aspect of what you want to do you know and I think the visualization of the equipment is a great example of like the progression of that. But I don't know. I, I think it's super interesting. I, I, I get I get so scared though because the more stuff I get and the more expensive stuff I get, I'm like going back and forth between college and I'm I'm gonna be living in, I'm gonna be living in a dorm, and there's nothing more terrifying about like sharing a living space with people I don't know with equipment that's worth more than I want to pay for again, uh, <laughs> nor than I can pay for again. It's like I, I, I all these like things where I, I feel like if I if someone stole my computer, I'm like I don't know what I do, you know. Like I have things like kind of backed up, right? Yeah. But if someone stole like my computer or all of my microphone stuff and, and equipment, I'm like I don't know what I yeah. do. I don't have the money right now to. I think about that. Some, like if I drop my computer one day, right. my laptop, I. Literally, it's like it's how I do all my work for school. Terrifying. This podcast, just everything. Yeah, I would it's just gone. be. I, I don't know what I. Yeah, I, that's a good way to look at it. it Not is, a good way to look at it, but no, it's, but it's a good point. It's because you know, like the people that are like okay, big YouTubers, right? They can afford really cool equipment, yeah. and that I'm like so envious of. There's um uh, um side side rant. Um, <laughs> There's uh, the channel Una's Honest oh, yeah, that yeah. on YouTube, which I loved. It was just such a cool series and such a cool idea. Um, but for whatever reason, one of the things I was mainly fascinated by was their cameras were so good. Really? <laughs> their equipment was super good. Like, I don't know. They're just doing live content. You think about live content. 
you can do that, you know, from your phone, you know, just going yeah. and doing stuff outside or in your house. You can do that with whatever camera. But, you know, they have, like, such a great setup, you know, for such these simple ideas. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know what? I'm going to get this camera and this lens, you know, because I'm really dedicating myself to getting good stuff. And, of course, like, the lens is, like, <laughs> thousands of dollars. I'm like, you know what? I think that dream just stopped. I think yeah. I think that line of thought is just been cut off. Does it ever get scary, too, because you're putting a lot of money into these videos mm-hmm. and – I mean, you've made money off your videos, but I, right. I don't think you're making like a consistent stream of money. Oh, no. Right? So it, like, do yeah. you ever put a ton of money into one hoping like, okay, because I put money into this, I need to make enough views to make it back and then it does not do that? So, so the interesting thing is right now, my focus is not about making money back. Okay. I don't think I'm at a point where I really will. That makes sense. Well, and let's be yeah. clear. If I was not putting money into my videos, you know, I... I don't know if people are coming to my content mainly for the songs or they like the song video, you know, collaborative thing. Mm-hmm. Usually the thing I spend money on is videos, just to be completely honest. And because of that, right now where I'm at, I'm my goal is to spend the money I'm making off of like YouTube and all that and from working onto like really cool projects and products to build this sort of like portfolio, you know? Yeah, to build this okay. collection of stuff that people can see. Because, you know, I, if I make... And here's a really big thing. I don't want to like get super, super famous right now. I don't think I'm ready. I don't think I'm in a good place to do that. If O Funny got like, if O Funny got a hundred million views, that'd be <laughs> so cool. First off, it wouldn't happen. Unless, you know, that, that, that not hey, happen. you never know. It could still pop that, off. I do more. not think. I don't even think that that franchise of Mandela catalog has a hundred million. No, <laughs> but um, no, but. On, on top of that, I, I just, if I got, like, super well-known from that one thing, I don't want to be famous yet because, or, not that I'm expecting to be famous. I just, hey, I don't. I see I see it happening. I, I, I have dreams and wishes, but we can't hope. We can't yeah. hope. But um, if I get popular, like, super popular right now, and I, you know, I get, like, thousands and thousands, um, like, hundreds of thousands of subscribers right now, I have a bunch of eyes on me when I still have a lot to learn from my production process, from, you know, learning to be a better musician and learning to be a better content creator, learning to be a better person. I have a lot of things I want to grow on and, and really strive to be better at before I become, uh, you know, a big influence. Yeah, I never thought of that. Like, not only is it hard to become famous, right, mm-hmm. but you want to time it because if you get famous too quickly. Right then it's like you have so much pressure right away that you, like, I feel like gradually becoming more popular yeah. seems to be the best. Oh, way. absolutely. Because, it, okay. And not even just thinking about like, you know, the quality of the content. Let's talk about like the most well-known example of like being famous super, super early. It's like Justin Bieber with his, um, like yes. with the one song that got baby. Su- yeah. Super, yeah. super popular. Literally his life changed after that one song. And I don't yeah, think... so drastic. I don't think for always the better, you know? Yeah. I, I, I forget if he said this, but I feel like... I feel like there's a lot of things I think he wished he could have changed. And I feel yeah. like a lot of that comes from, you know, being in the, you know, being in the lights and being in the media and all that, that early on. You know, when you're still trying to grow and figure out who you are <coughs> and who you want to be, you know? Now, obviously, I'm not, like, 10 
you know? Or I, I, don't, I, guess, I don't know how old yeah. No, but I'm still at a point where it's like, I want to be a better, I want to be a better artist. I want to be a better person because I want to be a better influence for people. You know, if I ever get to be an influence on a lot of yeah. people, I want to be a better person, a better artist, to be a better influence because, I don't know, I just want to be, I want to be a good example. I want to be uh, a really strong person in the communities. I want to be really involved. And I don't know. At the current point, I think I could manage that right now. If whatever, for whatever reason, like Tom's a Tank Engine song just, just goes nuts. Guys, play it up. Yo, guys, get on Spotify. <laughs> to the moon, you know? Uh, but no, like, if that stuff happens right now, I feel like I could make things work and slowly figure myself out. But... I don't know. I just, I, I don't think I'm ready for it yet, you know? Yeah. Especially when you hear like, just famous people in general saying right. fame in general is just like they they sometimes wish they weren't famous. So right. then getting that, but like right away without being prepared at all seems even more crazy. And here's, when I was growing up, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Because yeah. to be really honest, the thing I always consistently felt like I wanted to do is something with YouTube. Because I, I, sometimes I went away from it because I felt like it's one of those one of those unrealistic goals or jobs, you know, yeah. where it's like it's becoming a lot less. Unre- it's becoming a lot less unrealistic these oh, days. Oh yeah, isn't that crazy? But like, I, I think it's just you talk about that, and then first off, parents usually like, okay, right? Well, that's just a lost cause of a kid. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's just you know, there's a lot of like cool you're gonna go and you know try and roll the dice with the with the statistics and hopefully something works out but i don't know i I also was really interested in being an actor because you know also in high school i was in theater for a bit and that was super fun i had so much again yeah i was in the popular musical 17 again that's for another day yes what a time (laughs) no but um I, i really wanted to be an actor but one of the things that actually drove me off from it was the idea of being famous. Now, if I get you know popular on YouTube, I could become famous through YouTube. But the difference is, famous as an actor feels so much. You know, it feels like that there could not be an escape. You know, yeah. once your face is on like enough media and people know who you are, like you can go anywhere, and odds are you'll probably get recognized. <coughs> And so your life is just changed completely. I feel like if you get famous on YouTube, most of the time, like you can get, you, you might get people that walk up to you and say hi and, you know, that recognize you and your content, but it's, I don't think it's to the point where it, it destroys your life. Oddball examples are like PewDiePie, you know, where it's like, <laughs> yeah, when you get that many subscribers, yeah, you're going to... Yeah, and then you got to move to Tokyo. Then you got to move to... Another <laughs> country where people might not know so, you. So, honestly, it's so cool. I, yeah. I've wanted to go to, I've wanted to go to Japan. I feel like it's like, one of the... I feel like a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, Japan, because it's so different. It's so... No, but it's so... The culture there is so... It's so interesting. Have you seen those... Um, those... I think it is in the... In Tokyo, Japan, where... The, there's like the buildings on one floor. It's like a, a, a like a restaurant. And the second floor, it's like an arcade. And the third place, it's like a grocer. And That's then, a thing. It's crazy. They would just they would just stack buildings on each other. That but sounds like, really but cool. But like, actually. yeah. Like, have you ever been to like a three four CVS? 
No, what's that? A no, three four CD. No, three fours. Oh no! <laughs> they have those in Japan. No, but like just like oh. this, is, this is like <laughs> the idea of like you know you have like like imagining. That I don't know why I thought like three floors of a CVS is like this is mind changing. <laughs> well, so many prescriptions. I can walk up and get my paper towels versus going on the same floor. Oh my exactly. gosh! No, it's actually probably not a good business move. I don't know. I I just I think it's just that, but like crazy. And there's 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 <laughs> there's this one place. <laughs> Listen, a listen. crazy three floor Steve. A CBS. crazy three floor experience. No, there's just one place, especially. I, I, I there's like one YouTuber that went here and <clears> talked <throat> about it. I thought it was so cool. Where you go into this place and you fish for your food. Whoa! You go in there and you fish and you catch it. And the chef's like, "All right, thanks, champ," and then just goes and cooks yeah, it. So and interactive. Serves it to your 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 uh, table. That's crazy. And also, you know, everything else is cool about, you know, the place. But the fish! But the fish is so <laughs> cool. Fit. No, um, anyways. Um, <laughs> I, going back, I, I just think it's just... I, I, I wanted to go for YouTube because I wanted to be, become an influence in some way because I have a lot of things I want to do, a lot of big ideas and a lot of cool things, you know? I think the cherry stuff that Mr. Beast does is really cool. And I don't know if I'll be able to get to his point, you know, but yeah. theoretically, if I could, you know, the stuff he does is amazing. And I, I just feel like I could handle YouTube fame and, you know, all that. I don't think I'd be able to handle, like, Hollywood, Hollywood fame. fame. It's, it's it feels, a lot more mainstream. I it think. feels so like... Even though YouTube's kind of, you know, it's... Imagine being like... It's kind of fighting them. Imagine being like, who's a famous... Um, Harry Potter boy, who's uh, Dan, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe. Yes, he's the Harry Potter. He's boy. He's the Harry Potter boy. Uh, trademark pending. I, I think he goes anywhere. Odds are he's gonna get recognized, uh, dude. If he walks down the street and I'm driving by, I'm like Harry Potter boy. Yeah, it's you. And that's what you do. I'm gonna do that. I actually yeah. had a question. Do you think it? Mm. Would you rather? Let's say someone recognizes you on the street. Would you right. rather them recognize you as you yourself, like your personality, or be like, like Daniel Radcliffe gets recognized as Harry Potter? You know, like a so. Character. You're asking if like I'd rather be known as like like recognized as Brasma or Bree. I good question. Because um, at least I think Brasma. when you're a character, you can like separate yourself okay. a bit. Here's what it is, Brasma, because <laughs> I, I I just feel like when someone random comes up to me, you know. And it's like, oh my gosh, Brianna Stevens. Oh my gosh, you're so cool. I know you. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I, I know you. I just. I know you so well. I think. I know everything. I know you more than you know yourself. I hope you know. No, it's like, okay, honestly, probably. And my memory is not that good. Um, but I think Brasma, because in that sense, you know, there is a little bit of separation from me as a person and me as a content creator and like as the kind of persona I have. I don't know if I, I for a while I was like, I was really debating early on if I wanted Brasma to be like, you know, Brasma is this totally separate person. You know, you go on stage as Brasma, it's like, what's up, chili dog lovers? It's your, it's Brasma, you know, yeah. versus like me. It's like, like the catchphrase. What's up, guys? Yeah. <laughs> chili dog. Yeah, you know, you, I just, I just think. I like, I want Brasma to essentially be, you know, essentially me, 
But at the same time, I don't want it to be a thing where I have people walking up and they're like, I know you more than your friends know you. And, you know, that kind of yeah. thing where it's like, oh, my like God. Like the parasocial relationship. Yeah, that thing. thing, you know. Yeah. Where, yeah, it's like if someone calls my name Brianna, it's like I think like, oh, a friend's coming up. Who are you? Yeah. Oh, camera. No. Camera. <laughs> 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 and listen, I, I, once again, I'm not – it's not one of those things It's like, man – uh, you know when that's gonna be happening next year. I you know can't wait for that. It's like I'm not I I'm not expecting that stuff to happen. You know, because I'm already doing like a somewhat niche thing. You know, and I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I would love to be to a point where I have a big audience and stuff. Uh, but you know, theoretically, if that does happen, I would prefer if it doesn't feel you know like you know people just come up and know me. You know. And they, they just they know me like they know my like my mom yeah. knows me, you know, like that kind of thing. No, I, I totally get that. Yeah. Uh, so I actually have a lot more questions. I want to ask more about your like music life and right. like more like technical things like that. Mm-hmm. But I do think that could go on for like an hour or two. Absolutely. And we are like an hour and forty five minutes in. So I'm hoping you'd be willing to be on again so okay. we can discuss that stuff. So yeah. I think we're gonna wrap it up. But I have one more question I like to ask everyone. Right. So oh, every, everyone. Yeah, I could including could, the fifty people in the back. Yeah, yeah. So you guys just but don't, be don't ready talk. to don't. switch seats. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so basically, hmm. what is one thing that you've learned in your life that you feel has impacted your life significantly? It's impacted. I know the perfect well at least the the thing that sticks out to me most is I spent a lot of time not knowing what I was wanting or meant to do, you know? I feel like the main thing a lot of people, you know, end up finding themselves in some point in their life is, what is my goal? What is my purpose? What should I do? And, you know, what am I living for? Which sounds very dramatic, you know? But That's a good question. But yeah. I, it's just, you know, my freshman and sophomore year, I, I did start doing YouTube stuff, but uh, and including middle school, essentially mostly what I did was play games. You know, I'd, I'd go to school, go back home, I'd play games. Sometimes I'd hang out with people, but I really didn't always do that. I wasn't very social, even though I kind of wanted to be, I really wasn't. And so I'd kind of stay and just play games, you know? And then came my junior year where I went into theater. And then when I started like doing this different thing, I realized I was passionate about it in some way because it was entertainment and I loved it and started being more social. I started like really think about what do I want to do with myself? And I started to think like, okay, well, I have this YouTube thing I've been doing for a bit and I don't, you know, I've been kind of half-assing it a little bit. I could be doing more with it. I have goals and I have things I really want to achieve, but if I just don't go for it, I, I don't know what I'm doing it for then, you know? I can't just do things I kind of want to do, but not really make strides to do it the best I can and the way that I want to do it. So I started to realize that if I don't push myself to do things that I truly want to do and to go and like kind of break the mold of my life and to kind of make the unfamiliar familiar in some way, you know, if I don't start to like do these different things I'm really passionate about but do these difficult things I've never done I, I don't know I, I would probably be going to college for something I don't really like you know I, I like enough I can get by with probably be in my room watching YouTube and still yeah. eating mac and cheese I still eat mac and cheese mac and cheese is 
Agree to disagree with. Yeah, okay, well, that's kind of messed up view. Yeah. No, okay. The, the main point is I, I realized I have goals. And even there, though I have like some simpler goals than others, I have goals. And there's not a point or age or any of that where it's like suddenly right to start to do them. I think the best time to do it is when you are able to, when you're ready to, to go and do that stuff. I decided to go and make strides and like, I want to go and make music. I I really want to go and do this stuff that I've enjoyed people doing online. I see these people and I'm like, I'm so inspired, but I don't know. It seems like a lot of work because I have to learn all these different things. But then I suddenly just started doing it and I started like really going full with it. You know, I'd spend less money on like things like, you know, like sounds dumb, like, but candy and games, but you know, more money on like my productions and getting better equipment and really going for what I wanted to do. And, you know, because of that, I'm going to college for this and I'm having such a great time doing it. And on top of that, I I don't know, I've been able to start building a community and having some parts of success in this thing that I never thought I would be able to do, you know? And so the main point is to just, if you have goals, I feel like you really should just sit down with yourself and like, if you really want to do something, you have to do it. Like if you, okay, with murder, no, right? Okay. Not murder, yes. No murder, no murder. This that's is, your goal? Find another goal. That's, that's kind of a tough goal, to be honest. That's kind of, yeah. no, but if you have something you really want to do, why not do it? It might be embarrassing. It might be awkward. Doing YouTube stuff, it's super awkward because you're starting out, you're trying to do entertainment. It's super weird and it's kind of uncomfortable. But then you keep doing it. You get better. And if you get better, it becomes more natural. And then you stu- you, you, then you look back at like your progress and you realize, I can't believe I've gotten to the point where I'm at. And you look forward and you realize that being professional and getting better feels so much more achievable it still is far away my goals that i have for the future still feel very far away but it's the fact that i've started this this path of doing these things and doing these ideas that i really wanted to do and because of it you know I, i've been able to make these strides and making music and making these videos has made me probably the happiest i've been in a long time if not ever you know yeah and it's because you have it seems like you have something like now you're striving towards your working right. towards something. I actually have goals. Yeah. Like I realized <clears throat> I before I didn't have goals. I, I was my goals were to finish my homework. And even then that didn't happen. <laughs> and it's like I had goals to like, oh, you know, oh, I should hang out with this person this month. And that was it, you know? And one one thing to say about goals, tell me if you agree with this. Right. Is cause in your situation it's like you have specific goals towards music and stuff like that, right? Right. And some people might not have found like what they want to do yet, right. but I think I feel like they can still implement what you're saying about having goals, or maybe the goal is to figure out what I want to do and setting up things right. to help you figure I- that out. I think it's tricky to find out what you want to do if you even know what you like to do or yeah. what you what you think you, you know you explore. should be doing. But the, that that's exactly it. You have to go and do new things. That doesn't mean like, okay, time to move to Japan. No, that's no, but maybe not the first choice. Maybe not the first choice. No, but it's like, literally, it's as simple as like calling a person you haven't called in a while to catch up. 
Yeah. Uh, going and doing a different place, uh, doing a different place, going to a different place, <laughs> um, eating, you know, new food, you know, it's, it can be so simple, but that stuff brings up like new experiences and, and it can really help just, it, it helps build your, um, imagination. I don't know. Um, I, so I lost my train of thought. It just gives you, it, it seems like what you're saying is like it kind of gives you like a more variety. So you, when you do end up picking the decision, you have more data points, for example. So you are more likely to make a good right. decision. When you experience <coughs> different and newer things, you're helping brought out your knowledge of things. And, and by doing that, you start to learn things that you never yeah. knew. I never knew I liked chili until one day this family friend was making chili at this camp thing that we were doing. And I tried it. I'm in love with chili. Yeah. <laughs> but I, would, I never would have known that. And because of yeah. that, that's actually like helped me realize like my love for other foods of that kind of same type. And the same thing can happen with just other things. You know, you could go and go to uh, go and donate your time to go and, you know, I forgot what they're called. Food, food things? Oh, food bank. Is it? Yeah. Food yeah. kitchens. It's stuff yeah. like that. But then like you do that and you realize like you have this love for helping people, you know, that are in need of help that can't help themselves necessarily and then you start to go on this thing like you expand like okay then maybe my goal in life is to try and help those who can't help themselves or stuff, stuff like that you know you have to experience new things if you don't have a goal yet experience new things in life mm-hmm. and that can help you you know find out what you actually want to do that that's that's helped me with like even with music you know yeah. i'm like i'm not really inspired right now Literally, I call someone, you know, just randomly that I talked to, and suddenly I'm like, wow, I feel so like, this is like a good feeling, you know? I haven't like experienced in a while, I really care for this person, that made me think of this thing, it's like, oh, suddenly I want to do this song about this thing, you know? Something random like that can just really inspire you to really just do something. Yeah, I, I can talk about goals and inspiration forever. I love talking about that stuff. No, I think that, I think that was a beautiful, like... It was very motivational. Whoever listened to that probably is feeling very motivated right now. And I actually would love to talk about your goals like next time you get on the podcast. I think it'd be great. And then your music and stuff. I really appreciate you being on. Yes. Well, we're almost two hours longer than the first two. You're helping me progress by having longer podcasts. Didn't even feel like two hours. Yeah. So I really appreciate you being on. Could anyone see that? Could anyone see that? The clap? The clap. They could probably see that it happened i don't know if they can see the actual clap it might be in between well, the cameras uh just imagine it happened it was yeah. here. Claps I'll, I'll, come awesome. to, I'll come to your end oh no no okay. uh, back, back, up, back up back <laughs> up all right thanks for being gone Brietta. of course of course